a quick hello and we're good to go. Welcome to the show, Katrina McKinnon. It's quite a few syllables to get into that, isn't it? Yeah. It is, but it's really nicely rhythmed. Katrina McKinnon is very easy to sing. Um, You've got the perfect name for a song. But today we're going to be talking about how to leverage AI in e-commerce content. What I love about this is last time you talked about how to create content at scale with humans. Mm. And now we're talking about creating content with AI. So it's going to be maybe a counter-argument to what you were saying before or in addition to. And we'll see. And I'm hugely interested to see how we can use AI for content, I would imagine, at scale for e-commerce. Next, before we get into that, I'm going to show you your brand cert, which is always at the beginning of the show. Yeah, your name's great for singing. (laughs) (laughs) It's less good in the search results, but I wanted to show search generative experience because for people, when you ask Google to have a conversation with you about the person, it simply shows you the search results. It doesn't have a conversation about people at this time, which is July 2023, which I find hugely disappointing. Um, Bing Chat has great conversations about people, uh, which I quite enjoy because I think, sorry, the reason here is because of the ambiguity, Mm. not of your name in particular, but of names in general. And I think branded search for people's personal names is going to be a huge, 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 huge question in the years to come. But that's my personal hobby horse, as we say. So I looked up your company, copysmiths.com. Is that the official name of the company or is it just the domain name? No, it's the official name, copysmiths.com. Ah, but then you say jobs at copysmiths and not copysmiths.com. No. So, yeah, the actual name is copysmiths, you're right, but we try to use copysmiths.com because, funnily enough, there is another company called copysmiths.ai. Ah, oh, which is appropriate for this episode, but it's terrible competition for you. But the search generative experience that we're looking at for copysmiths.com is actually quite good. It's a good description. It even tells me I can write to service at copysmiths.com to have my questions answered. Has it got Mm -hmm. that right? Yeah. And the only reason why it's looking like that is because last time we spoke, I actually went and created a single profile and I thought, I just have to have this one um, block of text that's very consistent that I can go and put into Crunchbase. So since I spoke to you last, we put it into Crunchbase and a few other places. We updated our socials, all sorts of places. So it was really consistent. And so it is an improvement on what it was last time. But you know, as I think I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to the, you know, the, the um, what is it, the preaching to the converted is that branded search is going to be massive. That's the holy grail. And especially we're seeing that with our clients is branded yeah. search, showing up for branded search is absolutely going to be the holy grail as we come through in the next few years. Yeah, and it's not only the Google business card, i.e. how Google represents you, which is actually pretty easy to sort out. It's also appearing for all of the branded terms around your company and Ooh. also having search generative experience and Bing chat, being able to bring people down the funnel yeah, by A, recommending your brand and then pulling them down the funnel so that by the time they get to your website, they already know what you do, what you offer, why you're credible, yeah. recommended by Google or Bing, which I love, but that's not the topic for today. Topic for can today I just say... Is- Can I just say one thing on that, though, is that I think it's going to be fascinating. You know how you just did that search for my my name, Katrina McKinnon? Wouldn't it be fascinating if there was a chat box on the side that allowed an AI version of me 
to answer questions. So I have, you know, thousands of videos available online and, you know, I've written blog posts and, you know, I produce yep. a fair bit of content. And so I imagine one day, and again, for you, it would be amazing if instead of me sort of sending you a sneaky little email and saying, oh, Jason, could you just answer this one little question about this? I know it's in your website somewhere. It'd be amazing to be able to have that chat in Google search, for example, yeah. um, not just on your website, but to sort of see, well, you know, well, I want this type of content from Katrina or I need this kind of question answered from Jason and to get that a mimic essentially to start the conversation. Right. Well, there are a couple of things there. Number one is if your site answers all of these questions Google will pick it up and it will potentially be able to answer the questions for you within Google. And it seems to be coming from Google, so people will trust it as Google. But I do agree with the idea of a, a mini chatbot dedicated to a specific company or service or niche. And Andrea Voltpini was talking about that with Bing Chat, you can actually get that. At some point with some very specific questions, it sends you to you.com for the answer with their chatbot. Ah, right. And the other thing, of course, is that at CaliCube, we're building uh, your CaliCube virtual assistant. I call it CaliBot, but that's not a very accurate word for it, whereby people will be able to come to the site and ask directly on the site. But once again, they would have to come to the site. But yeah. it's going to be so, so, so exciting the next few years. Branded search, getting your, 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 your voice out there to your customers through Google mm. on your website. And as you say, Searching a, a WordPress website is rubbish when you look at what you can get with a bot or even from Google. Yeah, I imagine like to have an AI twin of myself um, as, um, you know, a brand of my, my own, like, but have an AI twin of myself that was available online via Google that I had given authorship to. And there's a disclaimer that yep. sort of says it's not really me. But if it's trained like you, you know, if it's trained on thousands of hours of video or, you know, the papers you've written or mm. things like that. To be able to go and get that answer that's nearly good enough, that has that same tone yes. of voice, and so maybe your sense of humour would come through with that sort of chatbot. Um, mine might be a bit more educational, a bit drier, but I'm very sort of <laughs> earnest with my trying to educate people all the time. And I, you know, I think a digital twin would be fascinating because it would cut it would cut out that whole need for blogging just about. You know, because yes. you would just keep feeding your digital twin new things that you had learned and that you thought and your sort of perspective on things. And so then we could get rid of blogging and then we just wouldn't need copysmiths.com. Well, yeah, now, if sorry, but this isn't the topic for today, but it would be nice to just finish this off, is Calibot is, is trained on 2 million words that I've said or written in the last couple of years. It knows everything yeah, wow. that I've said or, or written, and now I'm just producing content, video and written, and feeding it to Calibot as fast as we possibly can to try and get everything out of here and into Calibot yeah. so it becomes my twin but better because it can remember everything and I keep forgetting, which is I would be fascinated, fascinated to see that. When's it launching, Jason? Well, I can share the private link with you and you, you, can, you can get me get, get <laughs> Calibot to answer questions and ask it to tell yeah. my jokes, see what yeah, comes exactly. out. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I can get it um, to sing at the end of every uh, at the end of every answer. It would give me a little tune as well. You've got to put it. You have to put a musical component into it. That's brilliant. I would love that. And that get it to say, "Can you sing the answer to me?" And then it would sing. The CaliCube <laughs> process is all about understanding, deliverability, and credibility. Yeah. But it would probably find a better tune than I just did. Yeah. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> be hilarious. Yeah. You are listening to 
Branded Search and Beyond with Jason Barnard. Now, back to the show. But away from that particular aspect of AI and onto e-commerce content. Now, last yeah. time you were saying you have a team of 60 and they were creating content at scale, human beings creating content at scale. That's changed or do you yeah, still have massively. 60? No, it's massively, massively changing. We're seeing this in the sort of the offshoring outsourcing industry just all over the place as well because I'm in touch with a bunch of other people who run larger human scale businesses and um, we're seeing these efficiencies come through with AI that we couldn't produce before. So we've gone from a team of 60 down to 10 but we're still producing wow. just as much content as we were, hundreds and hundreds of articles every month but um, the quality has gone through the roof um, because what we do is we 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 use the AI to produce a rough draft um, mm -hmm. and then our writers spend between, I'd say, 8 and 14 hours on each article, whereas before they might be spending 20, 30, 40 hours to write an article to wow. a really high-quality level. Um, and then we've got editors and, you know, content helpers and quality checkers and all these other people who do all these other things. But um, it's really assisted our writers. I'll, I'll give you one example. Um, we do a lot of our writers have to learn about our clients' products and they might be a little bit more complicated than the guitar behind you. They might be a slightly more complex product uh, such as, I don't know, a, a, the phone. I'm looking at a phone on my desk. I'm trying to – or a microphone. I've got a microphone. Okay. And so you can now – we can now feed in two different mm. microphones from our clients' e-commerce store and the right, and we can ask ChatGPT to compare and say, well, what are the differences? What are the similarities? What are the features? And how do those benefit oh, yeah. different types of uh, readers or potential customers? And so what the AI does is it leapfrogs our writer's understanding and their knowledge of the brand and the product. Yeah. It leapfrogs them forward very quickly so they can create their own analysis. So they might say, oh, well, what are the differences between our two microphones for a podcaster? But then they might say, well, for a podcaster on a budget. Well, what about mm. for a podcaster on a budget who really likes the colour pink? What about for a podcaster on a budget who really likes the colour pink who's only eight years old? And so right. you can, with the writer, um, with their own experience and understanding and nuanced understanding of behaviours of people and buying patterns, can really guide the AI to teach the writer very quickly about the differences in product. So that's one of the ways, whereas that might have taken hours to research and assimilate mm -hmm. all that information. And then because we're human, we'd sort of go, well, the, the WJS295X has a slightly different, you know, calibration or mic cover or right. to the, you know, this. so, yeah, that's how we're using the AI. And and what you've done is said, well, here's a product and here's a persona. So you describe the persona and the answers are significantly different depending on the persona you give it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where I think this um, authorship factor is going to come in. This all ties in with this whole branded search thing and the authorship side of things. I think that um, when the writers are able to say, look, I'm really writing for this very specific audience for this very specific 
blog post. So in the past, we might have done a buyer's guide on how to buy microphones. And, you know, we sort of said, oh, we'll just get one that, you know, works. Um, whereas now, because with AI, we can produce 10 different buyer's guides for the 10 different types of very nuanced audiences. So the, the content be can become far more tailored and thus more compelling for a buyer because there's more information packed into that single buyer's guide. And because the cost to produce that content has is sort of fairly minimal now, um, you know, you can get a pretty good starting point. It's still important to have the human involved because, again, this, the hallucinations are still there. But it's also I think that, and we can get into this, is that I think that authorship, and this is with this whole branded search thing, I think authorship is going to become far more important. Google and the LLMs yeah. are going to be searching for unique voices with unique points of view, exactly which, like us. Which AI will tend to diminish. If I ask AI to write me an article, it won't be my voice and the authorship will not be obvious. And Bill Slowski was talking about being able to recognize a patent who writ who wrote a patent from the style of writing a patent and you have patent writers who write like Shakespeare let's say and then another one who yeah. writes like George Orwell and he says I can just read it and tell you who it is and Google yeah. presumably is able to do that too so what's the oh, work around to that yeah. Yeah, I can I can now read content and I know instantly whether it's been written by AI because I've just read so much of it now. Um, a study just came out recently that they have discovered that the AIs essentially discriminate against non-native English speakers. Sorry, the the um, AI uh, checkers. So mm -hmm. the text, um, you know, what do you call the basically the that those there's all these tools like um, originality. Mm -hmm. that will scan a document and say this is there's a 99% probability yeah. this is written by AI and this, you know, not by a human. And what they found is that none of those are able to detect when a very basic um, non-native English speaker writes an article because they're they're the perplexity of the words, the um, the variety of the words that they use are far more straightforward. It's, you know, mm -hmm. the cat sat on the mat, whereas you and I, because we're native English speakers, we might be more creative with our word choices. The snazzy cat sat on the, you know, the razzy mat. We might get a bit more creative <laughs> with our word choices. I know I'm such a Especially poet. if we're copysmiths.com, we've got snazzy and razzy. Yeah, exactly. So there's this bias that's um, in all these detectors as well, and um, I think that it's just it shows that, you know, and author, like AI is just now flooding all the SEOs and all the content mills, all of that mm. sort of stuff. They are flooding the internet with very low quality content, which is perfect for a company like ours because mm. AI has just sort of moved everyone up a notch, but we were already here. And so AI has just moved us up to here. And so any, anybody listening to the audio and not watching the video, Katrina has just put her hand very low, uh, then moved her hand above her hand to indicate that Copysmith is way above everybody else in terms of the great content you're creating. That was what you said. Thank you. That, that's a nice way of putting it. But I'm just saying that the oh, that's very that's a very nice way of putting it. I'm just saying the baseline. All yeah. these people think that their baseline has moved. Well, I can tell you that the baseline of very high-end agencies or better writers or more creative writers, their baseline's moved as well. Um, mm. And I think that a tr that people... So, really in, in fact, 
So, sorry, so in fact, the playing field is still the same in, in the it's just moved up a, a notch and we're all competing where we were competing before relative to everybody else. 100%. Absolutely right. okay. correct. Makes sense. It's, Makes sense. And the, the other point that you were talking about um, with the fact that you, you, you have this bounce back between machines and humans and back to machines, then back to humans. And that's Andrea Volpini from Wordlift who talks a lot about this. The dance between humans and machines is hugely important. Don't let the machine just run. No. Yeah, it's um, we've not found a tool yet that produces something that I would publish under my own name, and that's always our right. benchmark. Yeah, that's always our benchmark. If I sort of think, well, I'm a steward of someone else's money and um, if I look at it and I think, oh, my gosh, I would never put that up my name to it, then I wouldn't put a client's name to it. And so we haven't yet found anything that can do that that's truly creative and interesting so one of the things that we do very differently is we try to make a very compelling introduction whenever we write because if you lose the reader in the first Mm. three paragraphs then there's no point the rest of the article's wasted the rest of the product piece the rest of the content piece we've written is totally wasted right yeah we've been working with a, a lady called leanne summers and she's come Uh in and helped us with our content she's she's brilliant and First thing she did was tell me that is that all of my articles start off with this kind of wondering thing that I think is hugely interesting. And she says, come in, grab their attention, make sure they read the rest of it. And and it's changed a lot about the way we write content, but also the stickiness of the content we've got. Yeah, hugely important. I think that, and it's making those those connections for the reader between, say, a very complex topic. You know, the stuff that you talk about with CaliCube is... You know, you what does it say? Rocket scientists think that rocket science is easy. I think you might have even said that to me at one point. And um, so your stuff to you is very easy and you've connected all the dots and you understand it. But for someone like me who's just trying to get the first thread, and I think we talked about this before, is sometimes from you I need just the first thread. And that's where this, you know, Cali dot thing would be so amazing. Um, if I could get a first thread of what you know out of an AI twin, then I can start my journey and investigate further into your field of knowledge. And then I can learn and then I can relate it to my own. But it's that thread. No. And so a compelling introduction in a in any kind of content piece always helps the reader or the listener grab that thread and the thread's so important for the path right no 100 i'm sorry I'm, i've actually just typed into calibot um explain brand serps to an absolute beginner <laughs> and to, yeah. to see what it comes up with um and it says brand serps or brand search op- sorry i'll start that again Brand SERPs or brand search engine results pages are the results that come up when someone types your brand's name into a search engine like Google. Essentially, they're like your brand's business card on the internet. When someone searches your brand, you ideally want the first result they see to be owned, controlled, or highly positive about your brand. That can include your website, your social media profiles, positive reviews, and press mentions. And it carries on. That's very good. It's a bit boring, but it's very good. No, it is a bit boring, but for... It's written in very plain language and it's easy but for... Calibot's looking really upset that we just said he was boring or she was boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't say that. You did. Um, oh, it's no. Written, I said plain <laughs> language. It's written in plain language, which allows someone like me to pick up that thread 
of the idea and then to move through until it gets more complex and then I can read your articles. And because then I'll have the basic terminology and I have the basic language and the basic understanding, your more complex authored, personally authored content would make far more sense to me. Right. No, yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm now very intrigued as to why it was so boring. You oh, need sorry, to increase the complexity. I'm offending it again. Yeah, exactly. You can ask it to increase perplexity and burstiness. Those are little sort oh, of... Is burstiness a real word? Oh, yeah, perplexity and burstiness. So that just makes it the, the word choice is more diverse, a little bit more interesting, basically. But oh, okay, you, sure. you, you need to be careful because it can obfuscate the, um, the meaning and... Sometimes people do just want something very simple as that mm. first interaction with a brand. So particularly in e-commerce, you know, if you're buying, a, like I need to get some, you know, lighting for, you know, when I go on to podcasts, I'm using some weird lamp that my husband's hooked up. And I've got a client who sells, um, Aperture, who sell the most incredible lighting systems. And I've literally was thinking, you know what, I'm going to get one of my writers to literally write an article about that. And if I can buy... Um, a, a podcast right. light from that article, then we win. Like that's that's perfect. Yeah. And so that's about giving someone like me access to, well, again, like break down, like who am I and what is it that I need from this piece mm. of information? And so I think to get back mm. onto to the topic is that's where that's going to become more important for knowledge panels and branded search is is the is the content, is the answer giving the requester, what it is that they need from that interaction. Right. Yeah, and I think that's a huge point that I think a lot of us miss is are we giving the reader what mm. they actually need and want and what's going to be helpful yeah. to them? And the answer is often when we write ourselves, no. Uh, I often mm. just write what I find interesting and then somebody says to me, it's interesting but it isn't helpful. No, correct. And I think that's where branded search is going to come in. So we see all the time with our clients, they previously in the last couple of years, they've sort of said, oh, you know, we'll write an article, what is a microphone? Okay. Yeah. And um, that is very low level SEO content that was just needed by Google and by, um, you know, by people to just sort of say, well, that website sells microphones. What's happened with this baseline that's moved up is that we yeah. no longer need people to write what is a microphone type content. Right. They can certainly tweak it as always, but we can get the AIs to produce that content very, very quickly for us and it's known knowledge mm. and, you know, there's nothing really to add to it. The holy grail now for our clients is when they type their name or their product into the search engine and um, they get more and more of those queries and that is all about brand reputation and brand awareness. And so, right. and that dovetails into all the work that you're doing with that knowledge panel, because I believe that the LLMs and Google, for example, are going to be looking for um, better quality articles, better quality content that dives into more detail, not is what, a mic what is a microphone, but what is right. a pink microphone with unicorn themes for an eight-year-old girl who wants to get into podcasting and video, et cetera. What's the best microphone for her? With AI, we can create all that content, but it's now got to have some sort of tone of voice to set it apart so that then there's brand engagement and then people type the brand mm. name into Google. So that's where I think Brilliant. AI is going to go. That makes sense. 
which make Wayne, which is hugely, hugely powerful for CaliCube. We're in exactly the right spot. Now, I'm talking to Jan yeah. Vandril about knowledge and LLMs and knowledge graphs talking to each other. We're right in the middle of that at CaliCube. So yeah. we're at the epicenter of everything that's now happening with search generative um, and you're uh, so experience clever. with Google. You're so clever. Yeah, it's some like people would say lucky. I've been waiting 12 <laughs> years for this. <laughs> um, but one thing I wanted to say is, is, is the machine now actually going to go into pages, Google or Bing, look at it and say, well, could I have written that? And if the answer to from the machine is I could have written that myself, it's not helpful content for, for Google or Bing. I don't agree. I think what's going to happen is, again, there's this thing about compute um, and power uh, now being like everything's just shifted to being data. So there's this fantastic article. I'll have to find it so we can put it in the show notes. I've just read it. There's this fantastic article about data now being this massive shift before it was the software, when you had software, when you had a SaaS company, you know, that was, you know, the way to really make it big and to offer a lot of value to millions of mm. people. It's subtly shifting at the moment to data. The LLMs are desperate for more data. They have to yeah. suck it up because that's going to be their moat. That's going to be their differentiator. Who's got the most data to create the best results? Now, if you've got an LMM that's just scraped the top 5% of the internet, which is all the AI junk, um, all the mm -hmm. stuff that's found mm -hmm. by the SEOs, you're going to get very predictable content about what is a microphone. Well, it's a metal thing with three legs and a, on a, a tripod and a wire. Okay. So, if you've got an LLM and you can get even more data and you can scrape right down to some really in-depth mm. knowledge from a small uh, microphone manufacturing company that's just come out with this new technology and you can barely find them, but the founder has written this seminal paper on how they've just totally changed the way that, I don't know, the microphone works, um, if you've got the ability to scrape down into that level, you win. Because suddenly yeah, you've yeah. added completely new information. So and there sorry, is no just, yeah. So just coming back to what you said earlier on, and then I'll let you finish. But you said earlier on known information, known knowledge. And you're yeah. saying the power is in unknown knowledge. Correct. And the only unknown, the only thing that can create unknown knowledge so far is these little meat bags that walk around on the planet. Um, so the LLMs, you know, can certainly, the AI can certainly generate new knowledge, but I believe, I'm not an expert in this in any way, but I believe that they're a little bit away from creating new knowledge. I mean, they're very good at connecting the dots, um, but they can't sort of create new things um, because they don't, you know, can't interact get with the physical world but imagine that um you can easily imagine that you know a new company comes out and it releases a new type of microphone or a new podcast like like aperture that it's exciting to see this new light that they have um mm. created they have to make content about it so they have to write about that new light and why it works and why it's amazing for whoever the podcaster might be so content creation is not going away. In fact, we need more of it because 
uh, it's another layer on top because now we have the ability to forget about writing about what is a microphone, which used to just bog us down. You know, if we worked mm-hmm. with a client, we'd have to start with what is a microphone? It, it is this, you know, it's got this and this. Well, what's this type of microphone? Well, it's a this. We, we can, f- can f- forget about that. Now we can just write about the really exciting stuff, which is, well, how did the founders get started and why did they create this microphone? What is it about the founders and their journey with this new microphone that they created? Right. And that's where the true authorship comes in. And the true tone of voice, the unique tone of voice that the LLMs are going to be looking yeah. for. Right. And and that's hugely interesting from our p- perspective is, for example, with uh, with how do you how do you manage a knowledge panel? How do you get a knowledge panel? I asked ChatGPT and it just got it completely wrong because it says what it's already seen on the internet, which is you have to have a Wikipedia page. And that's when I started training Calibot, who now says you need an entity home, you need corroboration, and you need to signpost it and you need consistency. So I've taught Caddybot, but Google still doesn't understand how to build a knowledge panel if you ask Google. Um, okay. And that's unknown knowledge that I'm trying to feed in. And so what we're hopefully be, going to be able to do and what we're all going to be doing is saying, well, let's, as you say, take what's known, that's assumed, that's already there. Let's have don't need to worry about it. Let's build the next layer. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you don't need to worry about it. And and you're like you're this perfect example of, you know, you create these new connections with the technology. Mm-hmm. You talk to so many people. So you create all these new connections in your mind. You come up with these new ideas. And so the LLMs are desperate to get access to whatever content that you're producing. Right. So it's incredibly important that brands produce new content. It's just got to be better content. And AI tools can't produce that kind of content. You still have to have a writer. And as you've you've admitted, you know, you've got these fantastic ideas and they're fascinating, but sometimes they're not accessible to numpties like me. We can't understand what you're saying. So the combination of a writer with your thought leadership, a writer, and the AI tool Mm. to help discern complex ideas. So we could literally, I did this recently with um, Corey, I got, he's got some very long uh, SEO articles, um, very complex things with language I don't understand because he's made up his own Mm. terms and he's used language from um, patents that are quite old that I haven't read. And so it's very dense information. Mm. So I used ChatGPT to scrape all of his content and to create connections in between all his different articles so that I can start to get my own more nuanced understanding of what he's on about. And I would use it on your stuff as well. But, um, you know, if you're going to get Calibot released in the next couple of days, then I won't have to. But, (laughs) yeah, but you can see how someone who's able to be at the forefront of technology and is a real thinker you can see how having a writer who can, you know, like Leanne, can put in a compelling introduction to create yes. those initial threads. So it's incredibly important. So AI is just a, uh, for us at the moment in our industry, it's uh, it's just a tool like Photoshop was for sign yeah. writers. It's just a tool. You know, you still have to Brilliant. know which font to pick, pick and you still have to know how to spell. Brilliant. I love that. It's a great conclusion to the conversation about AI within, it wasn't so much the e-commerce space, but AI and content writing. Um, So the last question now is this one. How can AI-driven content help branded search? Off you go. So I think it's a consistent uh, tone of voice. So branded search can help 
Uh, sorry, I'll start that again. How can AI-driven content help branded search? It will create more content at scale with a very consistent tone of voice, which mm. allows your audience to pick up the thread of a conversation that might not be familiar to them. That's brilliant. It's the shortest answer we've ever had, but it's probably the most clear. And I love the fact that we can use AI to be consistent about our brand, which brands very rarely manage to do. That's a huge, huge, huge plus for all of us. And I'm now going to steal that idea and use it at CaddyCube. Thank you very much, Katrina. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you, Katrina, for your huge insights there. Um, we're going to pass the baton to Craig Rodney. How to escape survival mode in your agency. Uh, I've spoken with him already about all this stuff, and he's absolutely brilliant. He's from Australia as well. So it's going to be super interesting conversation for anybody who has, owns, or even works in an agency. Could you possibly pass the baton, Katrina? I would be delighted to pass the baton to Craig. I've actually just... Um, um, connected with him on LinkedIn. He's got this fantastic uh, YouTube video that he's just released about how to escape survival mode in your agency. And I am really excited to hear what he has to say because it's perfect, perfect messaging for me. It is. And it's perfect timing for CaliCube. It's going to help me escape survival mode, uh, which is something we've been in for far too long. Thank you so much, Katrina. You get the outro song. A quick goodbye to end the show. Thank you, Katrina. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Jason. It's been delightful. Brilliant. Cali Cube. It's all about your brand, Serp.